Hello friends, this is Pastor Lowell welcoming you back to our Return to Rome series. This is number 21. Let's begin with a short prayer. Heavenly Father, again we pray for your Spirit to teach us how we can be ready for Christ's soon coming. We pray as we share in this topic for your Holy Spirit to be our guide, our teacher. In Jesus' name, amen. We are in section 5 of the Return to Rome series, A Common Enemy When God's People Are Hated. And we outlined last time three global common problems or global common enemies. Number one was climate change, which we looked at last time. Number two is coronavirus, COVID-19. And number three is terrorism. Now today we're going to look at this COVID-19. Has this become a common enemy of the world? Let me read some headlines. First from Business Insider, March 23, 2020. Headlines, UN Chief Calls for Immediate Global Ceasefire to Fight Coronavirus. Calls Pandemic the Common Enemy. So here this UN Chief is calling the whole world to stop fighting, ceasefire, so that we can focus on fighting our common enemy, which is coronavirus. CNBC News, April 1, 2020, says, Coronavirus is a common invisible enemy, and coordinated efforts are needed, NATO's chief says. So here we have the chief of NATO telling the world, we need to put away our differences and come together to fight our common invisible enemy, coronavirus. That was April 1. Then April 4, the same news outlet, CNBC News, had another cover article entitled, The U.S. and Russia Should Work Together to Defeat the Coronavirus. And in this particular article, it said in the article, during world, quote, quote, During World War II, American and Russian soldiers fought side by side against a common enemy. We achieved victory together. Just as our grandfathers stood shoulder to shoulder to defend our values and secure peace for future generations, now our countries must show unity and leadership to win the war against the coronavirus. End of quote. So here's this particular individual saying America and Russia must put away our differences and fight together to win the war against this common enemy, coronavirus. Time magazine, April 15, 2020, had an article written by Mikhail Gorbachev. You know Mikhail Gorbachev was the last president of the Soviet Union before it fell apart. And he said in this particular article, the headline was, When the pandemic is over, the world must come together. And this is what Mikhail Gorbachev wrote. Quote, During the first months of this year, we have seen once again how fragile is our global world, how great the danger of sliding into chaos. The COVID-19 pandemic is facing all countries with a common threat, and no country can cope with it alone. Which is true, COVID-19 has 
infiltrated virtually every country. And it doesn't matter your social status, your wealth, and even your health. COVID-19 can attack anyone, whether you're a, a, a slum, living in the slum or living in the palace. If you're a homeless street person or the president, you are still vulnerable to this virus. And then reading on, Mihail Gorbachev says, The immediate challenge today is to defeat this new vicious enemy. But even today, we need to start thinking about life after it retreats. And then he says, later in the article, he says, The response to this new challenge cannot be purely national, while it is the national governments that now bear the brunt of making difficult choices. Decisions will have to be made by the entire world community. End of quote. So here you can see how that Mihail Gorbachev is essentially saying the world needs to unite in order to face the virus and then even after coronavirus has been defeated we need to unite as a world. That almost sounds like a one world government. The Carnegie Foundation had an article, this is Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. This was May 1, 2020, and the headline of the article was Can the Coronavirus Heal Polarization? In the article it says, Can a common enemy in the form of a global pandemic bring polarized democracies together? Question. So here you can see again that coronavirus is a common enemy and we must unite the world is saying to fight this enemy UN News March 25, 2020 said this, this was their headlines COVID-19 the common enemy that can bring the world together and yes it does seem like coronavirus is uniting the world there was a very interesting article from the America Magazine this is actually a Jesuit magazine, April 30, 2020. And the article was entitled, Former Italian Prime Minister Enrico Letta Contemplates a Post-COVID-19 Multilateral Future. And in the article from the America magazine, it says this, quote, I believe the world needs a new transatlantic relationship. This is what the former Italian Prime Minister said. The pandemic has shown this very clearly and has highlighted the great importance of the November 3 election in the United States. End of quote. A former Italian Prime Minister, Enrico Letta, said in a wide-ranging interview with America. That's with the America magazine. And it's interesting to me, why would an Italian, a former Italian Prime Minister see great importance in the American election makes you wonder what do the Jesuits have up their sleeve because this is a Jesuit publication and then it says going on reading from the same article it says the COVID-19 crisis has demonstrated how important it is to quote give power to the supranational institutions end of quote he said, suggesting that EU member states, quote, take a back step back in favor of the multilateral institutions, end of quote. 
So what he's saying here is we need to let institutions like the UN or the EU or the, the WHO, the World Health Organization, or other supranational institutions, they really need to be the ones taking the lead here. And then he says, Rarely has the world needed solid global leadership as much as it does now, but many find it lacking at precisely this moment. Mr. Letta recognizes this as a problem. And then he said something that I thought was very interesting. These are the words of Enrico Letta, former Prime Minister of Italy, published in the America Jesuit Review, April 30, 2020. He said, quote, Pope Francis is perhaps the only real leader in the world today. End of quote, he said. And quote, and he's doing a great deal. Quote, indeed, I think his leadership has grown a lot in this period in the sense that his great capacity for empathy and communication have been exalted at this moment of confinement, lockdown, and great difficulty for people. End of quote. So here this former Prime Minister of Italy is essentially saying that the world needs leadership. And the only real leader in the world today, he's saying, is Pope Francis. I thought that was interesting. Now I'm going to read from Times Malta, April 18, 2020. Times Malta, this is the news publication for Malta. Malta is a group of islands. It's an independent nation in the central Mediterranean between Italy and North Africa, south of the toe of Italy. And this particular news article, Times Malta, said had an article had a cover article entitled The Leader the World Needs, had a picture of the Pope, Pope Francis. And it said the leader the world's need world needs. And then the news article said this, Pope Francis is undoubtedly a popular figure. His popularity extends beyond religious circles. Wherever he speaks, people seem to listen. His style is unique. He is deceptively simple and always hard-hitting. And you, our listeners, know exactly why he is so deceptively simple and always hard-hitting. Because he is a Jesuit. That's exactly how the Jesuits function. But then reading on, the article says, However, his leadership in recent months has proven that he may not necessarily be the pastor everyone wants, but he is undoubtedly the leader that the world needs. End of quote. You might realize that Malta is a Catholic nation. Catholicism is the official state religion of Malta. So you would expect them to say that he is the leader the world needs, but there are more and more people that are feeling that same way. Now while we're thinking about the Pope and his leadership of the world, the Pope came out recently with a something that might be surprising. This is from the Catholic Register, but it was reported in many national news agencies. I'm reading from the Catholic Register, April 17, 2020. The article was entitled, Pope Francis Calls for Universal Basic Income. Some people call that UBI, Universal Basic Income. 
In the new said Vatican City, Pope Francis has joined a growing movement that believes the COVID-19 crisis should become a catalyst to consider a universal basic wage to guarantee everyone a minimum income. End of quote. CNBC News, April 13, 2020, had this something similar. The headline was entitled, Pope Francis, This May Be the Time to Consider a Universal Basic Wage. And the article said, this is uh, farther down in the article, Talk of a universal basic income, that's UBI, or regular cash payments with minimal or no requirements for receiving the money, has been brought to the forefront as social distancing and economic concerns have put millions of people out of work, end of quote. And so the idea is we're going to give people money whether they work or not. That's universal basic income, where the government provides you a basic income even if you don't work. Now that might sound good, but when you think about the implications of that, you recognize the dangers. When people don't work, when you give them money without work, that takes away incentive to work. And idleness leads to all sorts of vices. In fact, the Bible says in Ezekiel 16:49, Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom, pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and her daughters neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. The great problem in Sodom and Gomorrah was idleness. With nothing to do, they fell into all sorts of vicious vices. And that's exactly what the world wants, is to be idle. And now the Pope is promoting that we give everybody a basic income, so if you don't have work, you still get paid. If you have work, well, you have a basic amount. Everybody gets it whether you're working or not. Ellen Weiss says in Testimonies, Volume 1, page 395, parents should teach their children that idleness is sin. Underline that. Idleness is sin. I was referred to Ezekiel 16, verse 49. What the Pope is promoting, this universal basic income, is a guaranteed pathway to idleness. Christ Object Lessons, page 343, says the Bible gives no endorsement to idleness. That's what a universal basic income would lead many people to do. They would become idle because if you're getting money without being paid, why work? The Bible gives no endorsement to idleness. It is the greatest curse that afflicts our world, Ellen White says. And it's amazing to me that the very thing that the world wants, the world desires to be idle, is what Ellen White calls the greatest curse that afflicts our world. Same book, same page, Christ's Object Lessons 343 says, Every man and woman who is truly converted will be a diligent worker. What the world needs is not universal basic income. What the world needs is truly converted people that are willing to work and work diligently. And those who diligently work, they will be rewarded. Well, we've looked at number one, global common enemy number one, climate change. We looked at number two, coronavirus. Next time we'll look at number three, terrorism. And this is where we will see how that God's people will eventually be 
hated. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. We, we thank you for giving us a mind and two hands we can use in your service. Teach us to be diligent workers. Whatever you put in our hands to do, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God be with you until we meet again.